Hi, everybody. This is Erica, editor of Sold Magazine, and welcome to episode 51 of In the Spray Room, Sold Magazine's podcast where we showcase the best and brightest artists getting up on the streets today. For our daily online content, please check us out on soldmagny.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at soldmag. And pretty, and now you can find all of our podcast episodes on all major platforms, which you're going to hear about soon. Today's crew consists of myself, Bike Girl. Hello. And Brooklyn's own, Big Ronnie. It's summer. <laughs> you're supposed to lay it up and introduce oh. me and say, Big Ronnie, what's going on? Well, I'll just take I it did. over. It's okay. Hi, everybody. It is summer. We are back. It's hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm very it's happy humidity. to be recording indoors. The last two times we recorded outdoors were at Bushwick Collective and Welling Court. We have a little bit of a Welling Court throwback today. I can't effing wait. But before we get into it, Bike Girl, what's good? What's cooking this summer? How are oh, you? There are so many things cooking in the city. I mean, beyond the streets, going on until August, which I really don't. I didn't want to like it as much as I did, but it's really well done. Um, it's kind of epic for the city in a lot of ways because it goes back beyond. Most people, when they think of the history of the street art and graffiti in the city, they start right around 1980. And they forget there's a full almost 20 years before that. Mm-hmm. And for one of the first times I saw that showcased in a major exhibit. Like pre-Martha Cooper, and it was really cool to see. By girl, you were like a kid in a candy store. Oh, you were too. <laughs> it was pretty amazing getting to go in and wander around. Um, that's inside where it's cool. Of course, lots of great new walls going up in the city. How about that Homer Riot's piece on 2nd Avenue, Steve's Wall? That one was, that was sweet. A fun piece. Good that to have that back. One. Yep. Um, there's some cool new wheat paste going up every night, it seems, in Freeman Alley. So it's kind of plastered from one end to the other right now. And, of course, you've got the biggest news for the podcast. I'm quite excited. As, mm-hmm. as a lot of our listeners know, we are growing a magazine and we're growing a platform and we're doing our best to showcase artists and the work that they do in and around New York City as best we can and staying objective and just really trying to tell the stories without you know, going down the rabbit hole of negativity or opinions or things like that. We really try to keep things... A little fluffy, a little light, a little friendly. I want people to listen to the podcast and want to move to New York. You know, Erica's uh, pieces and her contributors that goes into writing, it might be a little uh, touch uh, realer than that. But for the podcast, we like to keep it, you know, friendly. I want everybody to listen to it. I want people to listen to our next guest and want to move to New York to be like her because she's effing dope. (laughs) And I can't wait to introduce her. But before... We do that. I just want to talk about all the platforms we're on. We work very hard growing this uh, podcast, and we wanted to control all the clicks, and we wanted to control all of the views. So until only recently did we uh, you know, expand and start putting ourselves on different platforms. So I'm very happy to say with some hard work and about 50 hours of typing, uh, we are up on Fireside FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Luminary, Stitcher, Tune in, Pocket Casts, Castbox, iHeartRadio, and for any of you with an Amazon Alexa, please <laughs> say Alexa, play in the spray room. We're there too, so we're very happy to uh, increase the distribution. 
uh, of the podcast in the first 30 days. We got over 221 or 2200 downloads. We're very happy to say. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes next. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to the first 120 artists that we interviewed. And we can't wait to do some more. Uh, so without further ado, that's a little bit of uh, back padding. And let's uh, let's get back on the train and, and keep it moving. So Bike Girl, I'm super excited for our next guest. Go for it. I Tell ha- us who I she have, is. I have Come loved on. this 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 lady's work uh, since I first saw it in 2015 or 2016. It's about as long as I'm around. Uh, to fly. How are you? How are you doing, guys? Welcome to In the Spray Room. Thank you. I feel really mellow and happy, so I hope I can share really dope stuff. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's going to go that way. So I remember, I'm going to go personal real quick before I even ask you a question. I remember arguing with Erica at your show at My Plastic Heart on which print we were going to buy because I wanted to buy them all, but we couldn't. That was a fun show. Yes, it was in 2016, as you mentioned, and I tried to focus on uh, when I want to be able to showcase some of my stuff, I want to be able to <clears throat> make it into a cozy environment. And so I look for places that have a lot of comfort or are friendly and small, just so that people can like get together you know, and start talking and not be so spaced out in between. So anyway, my plastic cart fit that, and it was really nice, and it was nice to meet you guys. There was all ink works that I was working on, and uh, a few custom pieces, and then I got to meet you guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the print. <laughs> Very welcome. And uh, for those of you who don't know Two Fly's work, she has been around a minute. She owns female beauty in faces. If you see a face and a flower, <laughs> that may be a Two Fly beauty. How, how did that come about? How did you uh, how did you fall in love with drawing female faces? So I have this story. I'm not sure if I've shared it much on other um, editorial pieces. So it's, it'll be really cool now to share it. Um, when I was a kid, uh, my mom used to obviously draw as well, but she would make the uh, muñecas de papel. So it means like paper dolls. And so I used to work, you know, as a kid you know drawing the paper dolls and playing with my mom or whatever and eventually she also became a piñata artist in Ecuador and brought that to the states oh, which is how cool. she raised us but basically i remember that she would do all these characters barbie um all, all these characters on the cartoons and i don't know i think in the mix of all of that and and seeing like these characters eventually when i became a graffiti writer for a short time and then started drawing my tag or my graph you know throw up was a character of a girl and so it represented again just like this female energy voice and I feel like the beauty the strength the attitude like some kind of embodiment of feeling of love is what I wanted to like put out there so I guess that's a little bit you know 360 (laughs) quick summary of it all (laughs) now for those of you who don't know you are let me say this the right way. Bi-hemispherical? <laughs> Bi... What's the, what's the right term? North and, yeah, South, how do you North, say North it? and South America all <laughs> you year long. You chase the sun? You, you, you bounce around. I think it sounds like I'm at the point where um, I've been away for about maybe seven years now because I moved to Ecuador in 2012. 
And I think there was some cosmic energy happening in 2012 because a lot of different things started to happen then. Anyway, I moved to Ecuador, and it was, you know, um, life-changing because I reconnected with my roots, and everything that started to happen there influenced my work. So when I would come back to New York, I can, I can share that experience or that story. And now it does feel like that, a 360, like a swirl, or, you know, maybe that's like the stage I'm at, and I'm trying to capture what's happening with that experience. No. Without sounding silly, obviously there are some differences between the economic climate in New York and Ecuador. Yes, huge now, ones. Can you be a professional working artist in Ecuador today? Is that even possible? There's just a very small percentage, but hardly any. It's very, very small, the art culture over there. Uh, it takes longer to make you know exhibitions happen or, or artists actually getting paid for their murals. We're not there yet as in Ecuador. So making a living as an artist is seen almost as like you know starving artist mentality that we had back in the 70s, 80s or whatever. Because I feel like now you can make a living as an artist. So I feel like that has changed. Parents have noticed. People have noticed. So um, going back to that, it, it's, it's basically... Shit, sorry guys. I lost my train of thought on that one. (laughs) You're just talking about the the economics. Yes, and so basically what I'm trying to say is Ecuador, the cost of living is very low. It allows you to be an artist, but as far as taking your art to other places, I would have to do that in the States. Like the opportunity... Um, the kind of projects that you ha- you know happen in New but York, but it does give you a a nice place to create. Yes, because um, I can now focus my entire time on creating just art. Before I had to pay the bills, so I had to go to work and work so many hours, and then not really have that much time dedicated to be an artist. And I felt like that was like my voice was not going to have its say in this time. So. I had to do these crazy um, sacrifices and actually move out of the United States to to be able to be a full-time artist. Now, when just throw a year out there. When when did you catch your first tag? When did you first get the bug? Uh, I would say 1992 is the official mark of catching a tag on the wall. Now, 1992 to 2019 is a long time. Yes. Now, you mentioned your voice <laughs> earlier. Mm-hmm. Has it has it gotten easier or actually tougher now that you can express yourself the way you want to? I feel like it's gotten easier because um, now people are accepting of the art form in so many different avenues of it. Even like the hardcore graph underground, it's, it even it has its own voice and it can make a living in its own way. Even though it's super vandalism and underground. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's gotten better for a lot of people that want to jump in through those avenues, street art or, you know, design or being an artist in a gallery. There's so many places that one can just go in and ride the wave of that. So it's definitely gotten better. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Eric had a question. <laughs> I was going to touch on I, what I think is interesting. You said 92, 93 is when... And then you went to SBA at 96. Yes. And I think this is like what I'm just reading about your history. I kind of feel like there's like a parallel. It's like when I started, when I moved to New York and started college as well. So we were in school at the same time. And I yeah. feel like it's coming to where we are in street art and graffiti, this melting pot of art yeah. um, and what's happening on the streets and, and, and how artists are being able to succeed. And mm-hmm. it's such a, 
um, I, your history and, and is what I look back at and say, like, I, I love, like, I can see where you've evolved from and how, you know, we look back at the women who've persevered, like you're saying, the, the, the longevity of, of women like you and mm-hmm. Claw and Lady Pink and, and I, those are the, the women I want to hear from and, and, and support and we'll continue to support new people as well. But like, um, can you talk about a little like where you see uh, the new people? Like what would you, what would you advice would you give to any of them? Um, I think now with the trajectory of so much street art exposure to so many people now, the ones that are coming up in this generation um, continue to push forward. I know it's oversaturated time that we've just, there's so much of it. It almost seems to happen that maybe it cuts down. But I don't know, with the, the new mm-hmm. generation of artists, whatever they do eventually is going to, you know, take us on into the, the next twist of the whole art like story who, that we've like, been having the urban art story to, to yeah grow from that yeah and uh, i think always it's important for each generation obviously as we get older we realize that we have to make those bridges because if we don't then the culture kind of like gets lost mm-hmm. or, or yeah i mean so i have hmm. a question for you back to your own personal story we asked when i want to know why why did you catch your first tag? Um, actually, I feel when I look back on it and it's changed over the years of why I caught my first tag, um, I think that impulse of wanting to exist, you know, going from like a tween young girl to like a teenager where you start to self, you know, find out who you are, who you want to be. And, of course, in New York, there was, like, an energy in the air. You could hear it in hip-hop, 90s. And so it felt like it was vibrating at that time. And the messages that were coming from maybe some of the rap groups and songs and was getting to us, you know. And so we felt like when we saw graffiti on the street, it wasn't, like, colorful trains that happened in the 80s. We missed that. We were too young or, yeah, not around that time yet. But when I came in, it was bombing. It was like graffiti tags and uh, silver fill-ins and just a lot of grimed gray. And my whole thing was like, I want to be part of that, you know? It's an inspiration. It's like a message that's getting to you. And I felt like I wanted to be this tough girl, you know, like to fly and tag up and just be part of that culture because it felt like we wanted to be together to create you know it was just like a a thing that was happening in the air yeah it was a great time and i feel that's where all the energy is um concentrated to continue to speak that that style that energy you know sometimes the words are hard to communicate but it's like if you just see culture and music did you find that like the art school refined that or confined it um, I wish, you know, I'm sorry, SBA, question. but like, I don't think I even needed to go to college, man. It's so expensive. And now that I think about it, but anyway, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like, I think in our time where we were learning the computer, cause the computer mm. came into our lives around like 97. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, I think when we were able to share stuff on the internet and it reached so many more people, but we were going from, wow, we're, I don't know if we're going to make it as artists and illustrators in SVA to learning the computer and saying, we're going to change the game. Like when that 
our minds started to be like, oh my God, something yeah, crazy hard. is about to like, happen yeah, without knowing kind of exactly what it was going to mean. Online web, you know, and then a whole world opened up where we could be our own businesses or our own brands and design this and that. And we no longer had to feel like the illustrators or the painters. That's what our like, you know, major was. We're going to be starving artists. Now we had like a whole big, and I feel like it was just computer class. Anybody could take a computer class. You didn't have to go and pay so much money and be in debt. <laughs> you know, like that shit. Yeah, I look well, at it now. I'm like, man, you could just hustle. I mean, it's and it's and still get a shiny next. bobble on the resume. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it opens the probably could still open the door into museums and things that wouldn't look at you otherwise. To be honest, mm-hmm. so there's still sometimes yeah, you I feel can put like it in, in the some water. situations it it'll, it'll work. Yeah. yeah, it's like a really shiny fishing lure. Yeah, <laughs> but I do feel like it's your hustle. Like New York has that energy. You got to hustle. You have to grind. You know, that's I mean, that's where we come from to like be able to make it. And so it's in us like to do that. So who do you in, in your time? Who are some of the other women that you really respect that you think that I mean, the ones that have seen it through like you? Because not everybody lasts. Right. I mean, I knew that as I was growing throughout the eras, I noticed that some were in it con- for the heart for the long run because that's the altruistic like mission, right? And then some were just, you know, as a fashion or a trend to be down with like the graffiti stuff, which still continues to happen now. Oh, every day. People just want to be cool graffiti because it's accessible and it goes back to us teaching them as little kids and then they become artists so then we judge them for that, but really that's what we're we're all in it now. To making those uh, options happen. Um, so yeah, again, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, just any specific women. That oh you, yes, that you... okay. I mean, of course, Lady Pink, and of course because she was the first woman that I knew that was um, Ecuadorian, and she was on a book and in a film, and I felt like, oh my god, Ecuadorian girl from New York, and she's from Ecuador. Like it, I felt connected, and I always knew that. And when I finally met her, it was unbelievable. Like, a little girl's dream come true, like, to meet Lady Pink. Yeah. And then, again, you you know, she, I feel like she passed on the torch to the next girls that were coming up. And now we're doing that for others. But, yeah, Lady Pink's number one, definitely. And um, I feel I feel like in other women, they would be B-girls, other women in hip-hop um, that I feel are dope. Like Rockefeller, she's a good friend, and she does the same thing. You know, she's a B-girl, but she's spreading a message. And, you know, there's some dope women out there. <laughs> of course. Yeah. That works with Shiro, right? And um, the, who was right, that? Rock- yeah, she's working right. with Shiro, and they have a brand together. Yep. So it's cool, yeah. So when you're traveling, mm-hmm. your English is perfect. Is your Spanish is perfect? Yes. Okay, so yeah. when, no matter where you are, they think you're born there. Yeah, my Spanish has gotten even way better because after being there and speaking it, it's very nice. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Now, that's got to be an asset on the road. Yeah, it's yeah. It's got to be an asset while you're traveling. Definitely. Just uh, if you want to be able to propose projects in South America to city government officials or something, uh, which I had to do because uh, we cre- we did a women's festival where Martha Cooper and Lady Pink actually went to Ecuador in 2015 called Warmi Paint. Warmi is a Quechua 
language in Ecuador and it means woman. So it was woman paint, like a women's festival. And um, yeah, so you have to be able to propose those ideas over there and meet with people. So my Spanish has to be super tight. You were also in the street heroin uh, project. I know that's still kind of ongoing. Yes, with um, Alexandra was, Henry. Yes. There was yeah. a lot of great women in that project as well. L. Lexi Vela, um, was Danielle Mastriano mm-hmm. was part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, was Shiro a part of that? Who else was? So, yes. A lot, um, of, a lot of women in that. Yes, there's a lot. And she's also adding a lot other new oh, women that great. we're still learning about to try and connect all the generations. Because she has Lady Pink, which I believe she starts with. And then, you know, it goes on a little bit uh, chronologically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love that project because... I met Alexandra in Peru for a women's festival there, Mm -hmm. and I did connect with her because I felt, you know, she was getting into uh, photography and film, and I love doing that, connecting with the women and just sparking the, what what are you working on? What creative projects can we collaborate? Um, And at some point, she decided that now we had met and she knew other girls that were doing graffiti or street art. She felt this is what she was going to focus on, and it happened that that happened the year 2013. Oh wow! When we met, yeah. So now we're in 2019, and of course the film needs more funding, so it's able to get complete. Yeah, we met her at Moniker 2018. She presented what she had so far, and it was beautiful. It was really great. I can't wait to see the final. I can't wait because for many years we used to be like, we would meet other film women, women in film doing graffiti women or street art women stories yeah but no one really made it it's takes a long time as we've been making it like as we've learned it's a a longevity um project Mm -hmm. labor of love i mean Mm -hmm. we've all like probably wanted immediate recognition for what you know it's just it's a labor of love and we've learned that as well she's gonna she's probably gonna come out with something really beautiful at the end of it i can't wait yeah um you were did you painted live at afropunk yeah, a long time ago. I, wow, what year was that? I, I saw that. I love and I years just, like, because now I'm able to, to you know, that sounds, see how the connection that? and the growth. Yeah. But I think that had to be, if I had to guess, was it 2006? It might be too long wow, ago. That's a while ago. Yeah. That might, no, do, no, how no, do you, I don't li- think do it you was. like live painting? Because I know some really um, love under the pressure. I know Ronnie had said that, you know, don't, she's painting, don't bother her. Right. Um, you know, some people really. <laughs> They want like to like the energy, or they don't. like to be left alone. Like, do right. you thrive off the for me, audience? For me, I have to split it. I go there on my alone time and get the you know the big parts in because mm-hmm. if you are doing a festival, you want to be able to do that so you could get the whole piece in. Mm-hmm. Then when the festival comes, you know, you're going to be like all age groups, all people wanting to take pictures, and and if you're the type of artist that would likes to engage and be happy with them in the moment and experience, then cool. But if you're not, you wouldn't necessarily, you know. Yeah, but your walls are either you're no one around and you get your head against the wall doing your thing, or there's 40 people there. Yeah, Yeah. I do both. I like both. (laughs) I like interaction too. I either said, leave her alone, she's working, or (laughs) leave her alone, she's not working, she's catching up with her people. Right. Um, I like I like both. Yeah, I like both. So let's talk about Willing Court for a second. How is it being one of the only artists that have worked every year of it? coming back and you know giving giving the fans something new every year um i enjoy that traditions can become 
a thing that we all come together like as a community of artists for and the only people that can continue to keep that going are the people that are in the labor of love of continuing to do that for the years to come and so that keeps us all connected um so i feel sorry what was the question again oh my god well in court, <laughs> well in court. yes <laughs> And a decade, a decade. It's been a while. You're yes, in double digits. I now. started. I think it was when they started around. Is there any other wall in the world that you've painted that many years in a row? No, no. I like the tradition of Welling Court. Like Garrison's really cool to continue to do it, and it's coming up for ten years or it already it is, is ten years. It was this year, yeah. Yeah. So you did it. it's cool. It's cool to be part of something for a while. You get to see who's coming in, who's going out, and who continues to evolve their pieces. Because you see the growth from my first Well in Court piece to, like, the one I just recently did. Like, we ourselves are able to see the growth of our work. And if we don't have a place like that to continue to to see it over the years, I, I think, you know, that would be kind of sad. Because there isn't much left or many people creating uh, events that are a little bit more community and not so much hype. So yeah. sponsorship, you so much sponsorship, so much. It really is a party for the artists. Yeah. As opposed to the other mural festivals that have turned into festivals for various reasons. Mm. Not, I don't want to put them down because it's great and wonderful, but Welling Court has always been more about the artists getting together that day mm-hmm. and the fact that he's basically so open about allowing anything. Mm-hmm. So there are typically, typically a few political pieces here and there that you won't see anywhere else in the city. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like this openness, openness that whatever the artist wants to create, they're allowed to create, period. Yep. There's never no, um, you know, we don't even get a message, I think, no political imagery or no religious. It's almost common not to do that. Or, you know, no, not really. It doesn't put any, you can just paint what you want, even if it's political or some message is going to tick somebody off. I think he's totally cool with it, and I like that. Mm Mm-hmm. You did a collaboration once for Bushwick Collective with Cole Walnuts? Uh, yeah, with Cole, yes, a while ago. That was when Bushwick Collective was just getting started, yeah. I think. Um, sometimes Do I you remember remembering that wall? the date. Possibly. Yeah, it was like 2013 yeah. or something. That would be like the... Or 2014. When it was first getting yeah. started. It yeah. wasn't as big as it is now. Right, yeah. yep. That was a pretty piece. On the corner of Bushwick Ave and something Cole's else. Cole's a cool dude. Yeah, he's like super Cole. nice. Neighborhood changed nice. a little bit over the years, huh? Definitely, definitely. I mean, oh, we yeah. all know how much New York has been changing for the last, oh. I guess I would say, 15 years. I'm waiting for the Starbucks. I give it another maybe eight months, and there'll be a <laughs> Starbucks within three blocks of the, of yeah. the middle of the collective. Yeah. Yep. It shrunk this year. I we mean. They some walls. They had some buildings go up. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like a lot less artists working. And a lot of the walls that usually turn over didn't get repainted, which means people are probably taking them out right. of the contention because they're about to be sold or marketed mm. for other things. Wow. Okay, yeah. Well, There's I mean, a if lot you just happening. Look, I mean, you have to see what happened in Williamsburg. It's yeah. How quickly did it go from being a place for all kinds of hidden art around every corner to basically... Galleries popping up. Yeah. And Yep, luxury buildings. <laughs> nowhere other, I mean, not nowhere. Uh, New York is most likely the most evident place for the old cliche that the only constant is change. 
mm-hmm. everything yeah. turns over everything gets gets uh, an update everything gets a new facade everything can, you know it's just the mm-hmm. way it is you know oh, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the world is going to be different we're going to have different walls to paint on you know 10 15 years ago we didn't think we would have digital walls to paint on now right. look at ai and ar and mm-hmm. uh, you know all the digital platforms that exist you know mm-hmm. uh, it may not always be physical but i think the, the, the creation and the innovation and you know the vandalism is going to maintain Mm-hmm. Frankly, mm-hmm. Um, that's a question. I mean, I know you have, you know, apparel, and uh, have you ever made an animation? Because I know you have some background in cartoon and computers. Have you yeah. animated your girls at all? Um, I believe we did a once we did like a puppet of my character, and the the artist that was working on it, it was a piece that was independent, so I didn't get to see the final of it. But the process of having a two fly puppet doll being animated like stop motion mm-hmm. was super cool and she went around New York City and she tagged up and it was oh, going to be a cute, cute two fly little project mm-hmm. it just the funding didn't happen they never oh. finished it oh. so oh. I never was able to share share the oh. piece but that was really fun if it would have you know financially got through it that and then as far as really actually cool. animating my character it's always been in my mind or ideas but no project has come about but it'd be really pretty, especially because of the hair. Mm-hmm. You know. Are you hear that? Mm-hmm. Art she's investors? Putting it out there. Yeah. She's putting that? it out there. People that just want to be down. She's looking for an investor for a cool, fun animation project. That's what that sounded like <laughs> I, to me. Me too. Come on. I just want to say, we, well, one, we were really excited because we were continuing the the uh, the Veterans of Welling Court uh, uh, conversations. But also, as we were getting ready today, Ronnie um, noticed that the um, back of his... Um, I, I don't know. Is this an iPad? This? What is this? Like a it's um, my tablet. 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 And the first two stickers I put on it were. Aw, that's so sweet. Two fly bike girl. Cool. Two fly and, and a bike oh, girl. Get another one today. Wow. Old. On the back of this tablet. That's cool. And I was like, oh, you guys. So I have. To, I'll take a picture of that and we'll put that up. Wow. But we couldn't how have about that? Looking for some two fly stickers. I said, of course we have them. Oh, I know where one <laughs> that's is. That's where. There it is. Oh, nice! And right underneath it, She's that bike classic. Wow. Those are what I like that? to call the uh, the two fly, the classic two fly, uh, because it embodies the '90s two fly character that the, was developed at that time. With the door knockers. Because now my works are more like a little bit more native in nature, mm. and it's because of the the contrast that I have living in Ecuador. But yeah, she's the classic two fly. <laughs> well, it's very cool. Now. I'm going to read the next Okay. Everybody uh, get ready. Uh, <laughs> Are you looking to buy and sell or rent a home in Manhattan, Brooklyn, or Queens? If so, you need to contact Mike Schulte. Not only a huge supporter, supporter of the arts, especially graffiti and street art, but he's a born and raised New Yorker with an unparalleled understanding of local real estate. Over a decade in the business, he's been able to forge an acute understanding of the ins and outs of the market. He runs a team of 10 amazing agents that can help you rent an apartment in Sunset Park, purchase a building in Astoria, or sell your condo in Manhattan. His team is there for you from start to finish and beyond. Find him everywhere on social at Mike, S-C-H-U-L-T-E-N-Y-C. And we're back with Two Fly. <laughs> Caught everybody mid-sip. That's great. <laughs> so how much longer are you in town before you bounce back? So I've been here about a month and a few days, and I leave on Tuesday. So I'm like just two more days. This is the grand finale of your trip, Paris, sitting down with us. It's for been a great <laughs> trip. And this is a nice little, like, you know, cherry on the top trip. And yeah. Well, so, I mean, I guess this is a good time to bring this up because I was, you know, looking back at your history and I, I you know, look at 
you know, new people who've, you know, just moved to New York and, you know, get walls. And I know that there's people who've been here a long time and have mm -hmm. opinions about it. And I think being the um, hub of information that Soul Magazine has become, mm -hmm. I get an earful from all sides. Right. Um, which I appreciate, but get overwhelmed That's by. Good, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're 2019. We kind of come to a place of, like you were saying, oversaturation. Mm -hmm. Um commercialization um what, what do you where do you think we are is is it a, a an interesting new place that you know walls have come to or, or is it you know what's your thoughts on i mean i do remember a time when we were we were dreaming this what we already see right. here it was when we were growing up obviously graffiti wasn't something people wanted mm -hmm. we were like the underdogs and you know, but our minds told us like that's where it's going, or that's what we were dreaming. Yeah, you wanted and to be respected here. for it or acknowledged that it was an. Yeah, I feel like you know, as young teens, graffitiing up. You know, there wasn't options for us. Everything that we have here has been part of like what everyone's own effort has done throughout these years to create what's happening now. This whole street art mm -hmm. gallery, options for artists to make a living out of urban art. Um, and so I feel that we're at that point now, and it's really dope, like, what has happened over the years. So what do you think is going to happen in the future now? Um, talking about the past, talking about your longevity, let's use that brain and let's, let's, yeah. let's look at 2020. What are, what are some artists facing? What are they going to be able to do that you couldn't do? What couldn't they or do what that are you, you used planning to be able to do? to do? Yeah, what's, what's cooking? Yeah. I mean, I went to that Beyond the Streets exhibition. It was really amazing. And just I'm glad they're able to now put it in a museum format so people can look at it now as a high art, um, which already has been happening. Um, and so those are, those are examples of, like, where the culture is going. And um, cool. going. how about you? What's 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 the next uh, year looking like for you? Um, I'm going to continue to travel and come back and paint. Uh, I continue to curate events where I'm having exhibitions of graffiti, street art on paintings. And I love doing my pop-ups. It's my opportunity to share a moment with community. And, and all females and sell, usually, right? Yeah, sell yes. t-shirts, sell stickers, and have a DJ. Ladies Love Project, Yes, right? the Ladies Love Project. And that's really fun. Um and continue to work. I do want to be able to get to the point where I'm creating really large paintings um, and having exhibitions here or being represented by a gallery. I think I want to move into that direction for the next couple of years. And, um, yeah, and see, like, how that new work develops. Well, thank you very much for coming in today. That was a very fast 35 thank minutes. Thank you. <laughs> Before we let you go, please tell our listeners where they can find you online. Okay, so you can go on the website, uh, twoflynyc.com, and it's the same on Instagram and Facebook, and that's where I usually post like things that are happening, new works, um, projects that are coming up, pop-ups, so you can find it all there. Links to merch? Links to merch, and get some stickers or shirts. Top five. Top five what? Top five MCs, go. Oh, fuck. No. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Rakim, uh, El Kuji, uh Nas, Lauren Hill. I'm missing one more, right? Biggie. Biggie. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 
Good. Oh, thank you. Thank Erica you. Erica Proofs. <laughs> thank you so much for coming in. We are sold out with two flat. <laughs>